0: Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen at Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. And this is probably the last play of the game. Walter Payton... Mike Ditka, hungry Chicago, finally champions on this January day in New Orleans. 46-10, to 10, the final.
1: Dick Emberg, a long, long time ago, I'd love, like, Jim Nance or Mike Tirico or Joe Buck to say... At long last, it's been forever. The Bears are Super Bowl champs again. 38 years ago today, folks. It's a long time ago. 38 brother. years ago today. I can't believe it's been 38 it's years. It's a the Bears lot won of Super Bowl. Bowls. It's a lot of Super Bowls. It's a lot of Super and Bowls. And they've only been back once. The 49ers are playing in their 19th NFC title game. The Bears have been in five. The 49ers have been in almost four times as many title games than the Bears. Sunday will be their 19th NFC title game. It's sickening. Congratulations. Sickening. Uh, Other big things on Jan 26. Not only did the Bears win the Super Bowl. uh, Our great friend, Jeff Dickerson's birthday was today. I always think about J.D. on this day. Think about J.D. a lot anyway. But I always think about about, uh, on the 26th, and I used to love, because J.D. wasn't a hockey guy. J.D. was no puck dollar. Uh, JD, J.D. did not care for hockey that no, much. No, And I used to always love to remind J.D. that you share. I said, J.D., you know you share your birthday with probably the greatest hockey player that ever lived. Today's Wayne Gretzky's birthday. And J.D. used to always get a little kick out of that. J.D. did not care for hockey. Oh, no. Carmen, we can't. can't talk about hockey. <laughs> so we think about J.D. today, too, because uh, today would have been his birthday. So. January twenty sixth, Yerk. I can't believe it's I mean, we're we're knocking on the door forty years here, Yerk. Yeah, I
2: know. Forty years. 40 years. I was nine, Yerk. Forty years of futility. I was eighteen. <sighs> I was eighteen years old. I was a I mean, college I mean, freshman. I was my daughter's age. College freshman. Came back up here, watched the game in the basement in Hammond, Indiana. Yeah? yeah. I was my
3: daughter's age. <laughs> What's that? I was my daughter's age. That's were weird. you? Is that right? Yeah, I was one. Were you one? I was one. Black, year. Were you, about, you born eighty four? Yeah, we were born December 84,
0: the, 85. I mean, these I guys, guys are. Yeah. These like, guys like, this what, These well,
1: guys are in the business forever. These guys are established vets in this business. They're not young no. anymore. They they were one when
3: the Bears won this. Like league. that. That's Thanks the thing that I think. Like Chicago millennials who who've grown up here. Like we respect the history, and yes, the the great team, great team of all time. But, like, boy, are we sick of hearing all of you guys who are the older generations talking about the 85 Bears. Isn't it crazy? Like, it's all we've grown up with, and we just don't care to hear about it anymore. And that's on the franchise. They got to win. Thank you. So we have to stop talking about it. But, boy, for any – like, here's, I guess, the perspective I would offer. If that's the opinion that guys like us think who are 38 – what do you think people who are younger feel? What do you think? Like, like Jake Cantu. Right. Yeah. Who's younger, who's like oh, ten years Dallas. younger than we are. What do you think about a kid born in nineteen ninety eight? Right. You, well, that, like, that's my, my point. My they kids. don't care. Like Carmen, I'm sure your son doesn't give a crap that's about good. the eighty five Bears.
2: Nico, I could please Nico, But that's all we've yeah. ever heard about. Nico and Jake don't know anything about the eighty five yeah. bears. See? There you are. go. Oh. You're, right, and and do he, they care? They don't care. They probably don't. They used to in Green Bay in the early nineties when I was there, the five glorious years that I spent up there. They used to trot out Fuzzy Thurston, Jerry Kramer. Oh God, yeah, all the uh, '60s guys, right here. The Bart Starr yeah. came back out. Kenny Bowman was there. Forrest Gregg, Don Hudson, the Boy Dowler, Boy Dowler. Everybody's coming back out, and they said, "You want to not? You want to quit talking about these guys? Yeah, win a Super Bowl." Yeah. And yep. they'll talk about you, and they'll quit talking about them. Now, they won two Super Bowls since then. They still talk about the glory.
4: <laughs> <laughs> they still talk about the glory. Well, but, but at least there's <laughs> the other options, right?
2: But at least there's other options out there of now. Course. They can talk about that 96 team that won a Super Bowl. They can talk about the 2010 team that won a Super Bowl. They yeah. can talk about those they, they teams. They can now. talk about their, their string of quarterbacks. Yeah. that you know, like. But in Chicago, you can't talk about anything else except for the fact they won the Super Bowl in
1: 1986, and that's it. You know, remember the line in Ringers when Worm... Tells him, "Fun you- your never ending string rounders. of th- rounders. rounders."
2: Rounders, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah you, you said, said ringers? ringers.
1: Yeah, excuse me, rounders. what so Johnny Knoxville, I believe, the ringer. <laughs> yeah, the ringer. yeah, correct. In rounders,
3: correct. sneaky good movie actually.
1: Yeah. Um, in rounders, remember, Worms could you make says- that today? Absolutely
3: not. No, probably not. I no. think he's been on the record saying you can't, even yeah. though he has pointed out that it, it has a good message. It behind does great message. It's yeah.
2: actually a sneaky good movie. Yeah. People are just too stupid
1: to realize it's yeah. a good movie. But in rounders, remember, he tells him, "Fun you- your never ending string." Of boats, yeah. They're playing cards full, right. you know, full houses, when full boats, yeah. And and I'm like, f you to the Packers are their never ending string of quarterbacks. Yeah. Like what? What has happened?
3: How? I would also say, you know, when you look at going back to '85, uh '85 feels totally different than like the mid '90s because like we still talk and appreciate the Jordan Bulls. Oh yeah. But that feels a lot closer, even though it's almost as far away. It feels like pop culture wise that that's still more relevant than the 85 Bears. Like the 85 Bears feels very crusty and super old because, like, mid 80s culture is not. Celebrate the way that 90s culture is today with younger people. All right, you've made, an you see what I'm saying?
1: You, you've made an excellent point. I'll bring it back to what you said about my son not knowing anything or caring one bit. If you said the 85 Bears, he wouldn't know what you're talking about. Right. My son's almost 12. They know lots, and they ask lots of questions the about Bull. the 90s Bulls. The Bull. Now, I think that is because Michael is so unique. These kids, all they wear is Jordan stuff. Mm-hmm. They want Jordan shoes. They want Jordan branded apparel. They're obsessed with the Michael versus LeBron. They all are very wrong and say LeBron's better, but I get that. They're young kids. They don't really know any better. They're dumb. No, I'm just kidding. They're obsessed <laughs> no, with it. They're no, they're no, they're dumb. They're, they're just little, dumb. They're little dummies. They're obsessed with it. They're <laughs> obsessed with asking questions about Michael and was he really better than LeBron in the nineties bulls. So you bring up an excellent point. Hey, and I think a lot Rose of that I think a lot of that is because Michael is still very relevant. Because of Nike and the clothing line. So that's an interesting point, Chris.
3: There's a lot of nineties culture that is still relevant. Like people are still watching Friends on Netflix. And, and Seinfeld. And Seinfeld. That's, that's and true. and like the late middle eighties have has seemed to be really far away, but like culture in the last twenty-five years has all kind of come together. And, you know, like it used to feel like each decade was a specific moment in time and then the next decade was totally different and it feels like the last 25 years has all kind of blended together movies music sports and and it feels like the jordan stuff highlights a lot of that because jordan is so relevant today where like the 85 bears just not at all it's a good point it's different geo would know
1: walter payton if you you know you ask him about walter that's it it's all sweetness. and maybe some of this is my fault that's all he'd know. And if you said, you know, hey, you, what about the 85 Bears? He'd be like, huh? Wouldn't know yeah. one damn thing. Yeah. But he could tell you the Bulls won six championships. And he'd ask you about Michael. And then he'd say, yeah, but was he really better than LeBron? They, they, they do this, like, NBA comparison thing. They want to know about, well, wait, how good was Tim Duncan? And is Kobe one of the ten best players ever? They, they do ask questions about guys from that era, to right. Chris's point. They ask lots of questions about it,
2: and they, they don't really with football. I think the best thing you can tell them is to have their thoughts and their opinions on the current players and to formulate their own thoughts and opinions on these players without needing to echo everything or without having to rely overly abundant upon just stats. I, I tell them, so Michael. Trust I their judgment. Michael was better than LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's what I tell them. You know? It's not even
1: remotely close. Like, I was like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Chris is in Edison Park. What's up, Chris?
4: Hey, guys. I, uh, how you doing? I don't feel that it's going to be a very tough decision for the Bears front office as far as what they're going to do with uh, Justin Fields. He he hasn't shown enough, and I think football people see that. And Ryan Poles is not going to risk passing up another pick, another quarterback with the number one pick. He especially one that is this highly touted that would be career suicide unless that you guy know, bu-
1: unless that guy busts but i hear what you're saying chris
4: but, but okay but justin fields is a bust he is he may, in chicago he may go somewhere else and have success and good for him but in chicago he's a bust it's it is what it is it, it, he might be a great guy but it didn't work here
1: not working to the degree that it needs to to be a franchise quarterback. I don't know if I'd go so far as to say bust because Justin's going to play in this league. Justin's better than Mitch. Mitch is a backup. Justin's going to get a chance to continue to start and might still be a decent middle-of-the-road yes. starting quarterback. Right. I just don't think Justin's going to be
2: great. Maybe he will. I don't think so. Do you, do I, carries Justin carries himself better than Mitch Trubisky carried himself. Mitch Trubisky let the criticism bother him. I don't think Justin Fields allows any criticism to bother him at all. He knows who he is. He carries himself the way he thinks. He believes he's the starting quarterback in this league. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going uh, to do him well. Chris, thanks for the phone call.
1: Where do you want to go next, York? Should Wherever we go you want. Who's been waiting for a little while here? Tony in Yorkville. What up, Tony?
5: Hey, good afternoon, boys. Happy Friday. You too, man. So, as your resident diehard Chiefs fan, I almost threw up because I never heard that Mel story either, oh, and huh. good Lord. He was a lefty, too, right? Wasn't that, wasn't that him? Uh, no,
1: Paxton Lynch, I think, was a right-handed quarterback.
5: Pretty sure. Oh, sweet Jesus. Thank God. Yeah, right. Um, but, so, the, up to the last caller. Give me the kid. Um speaking as a Chiefs fan, when it came time to move from Alex to Pat, the reason being, when it came, when money was on the table, Alex turned into Captain Checkdown, right? And I think Yurko's always said it time and time again, it is almost impossible to coach aggression into somebody as opposed to kind of you know Ram reeling in. somebody yeah. back in. Yep. And um, yeah, Yurko, you can speak to that. And I know you guys are talking about stupid jokes. I got a quick one I'll end with for you guys real quick from yesterday because that was a great uh, crosstalk as well. Okay, go. So, Waddle and Sylvie are walking down, right? Sylvie spots a set of tracks. He goes, Hey, Waddle, those are bear tracks. Waddle goes, I don't know what you're talking about. Those are deer tracks. Five minutes later, they were hit by a train. Hey.
1: <laughs>
5: Way to go off on a high
6: note,
1: Tony. That
2: was pretty good. Well done.
1: Uh,
2: that's fine. You'll make it. Line two. You want me to go to line two? Well, he's been there for the longest. Oh, wait.
1: Hold on, Rick. Real quick, though, Rick has something about uh, 80s culture and why it seems so far away. Rick, why does it seem so far away? Rick and Downers.
0: Hey, guys. Um, Yeah, so it's
5: actually a phenomenon um, that's fairly well known in, in sociology. So the reason why things seem to kind of run together these last few decades is because of the speed of how things have changed. Things have gone so fast, there's, like, new trends that will last a lot shorter than they were back before the Internet age, where, you know, this, the only form of communication or, you know, media was really just the TV and radio. So I think that's that's kind of what you're experiencing. Um, and then this is completely off topic. I know we talk a lot about the fields and the Bears and whatnot, but is Mark Grace ever going to get in the Hall of Fame?
2: Uh, that no. answer is a resounding no. Uh, thanks for that little explanation or that yeah. theory on on why
1: it seems like this is blended more together. That's interesting, Rick. I never thought about that. Yeah. I, I like that, though. What that was... seems to make some sense. And Mark Grace, no. Hollow, very good. I, I'm trying to find his war,
2: right? We usually I, I OPS guess... plus of 119. Okay, that's good. Right? That's not bad. That is good. And his war, what's it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. I'm going to ah, guess. Good God. How many years did Grace play? Uh, Gracie played uh, 88 to 03, 16 years.
1: I'm going to guess Mark Grace put together. Uh, it's got to be more than that. I'm going to guess Mark Grace has
2: 54. War. You'd be wrong. I would be 46. Four. Damn, 46. 4 46. 4 high. And you don't like this, but I'll do it. 2445. That's how many hits he finished with.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, to, I mean, Grace can hit. I'm looking I mean, for his OPS, 825. 825.
2: 825 OPS. He was a doubles machine. Uh, I, I believe he was. He was. I think
1: he led the league in doubles. He didn't in hit a lot of years. home runs, but Gracie hit him into the gaps, man. Uh,
2: 95, 51 doubles. He had 511 doubles. Yeah. In he was a career. That's a lot of doubles. Yeah.
1: That's a lot of doubles.
2: Home runs, 173. Hall are very good, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Canerco. Yep. Hall are, very good, Hall are very good, right? very good. Paul Canerco's stats might be a little bit better. As a slugger, for sure. How much of the war is defensive war so for Mark a, a, Grace? A, a fair amount, because he was very okay. good.
1: All right, coming up next, we'll, we'll continue to take some calls. We're going to start deep diving these championship games with Yurko, pick his brain on a few things, some interesting stats, and some interesting trends for you. Remember, coming up Monday, we're back previewing the Super Bowl, and we've got the extra hour. We'll be going all the way to 3.00. Waddle and Sylvia are not truncated. They'll go to 6.30 every day. We'll crosstalk with them for about a full 25 minutes every day starting uh, at 2.30. But uh, the shift happens come Monday. It's
2: Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. Twin Peaks is the ultimate sports lodge you've been searching for. Everything you need. 360 degrees of TVs so you don't miss a second of the game. Amazing eats, drinks, and then the scenic views. Grab your favorite bar stool this Sunday, order another 29-degree draft, and watch the conference championships at Twin Peaks. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell
1: your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Great song. I want to see uh Pumpkins over the summer in Wrigley, York. Oh, are you? Yeah, me Wonderful. and Sylvie
2: and Danny are gonna go. What a group.
5: Thanks, I don't like music.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how Abdallah got it iced out right. of this one I, I mean Abdallah ab- 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 me. like, like the guy that sees everyone. I, it's, I don't
1: like Green Day or Rancid. That's fine. It's Green Day and Pumpkins. And Rancid.
2: And Rancid. Oh, I didn't know
1: Rancid was playing
2: oh, too. Oh yeah. They're bad. <laughs> ah, funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Good though. song. It's a tiny one. Right Coming at you.
1: All right, let's break down Championship Sunday a little bit, my friend. What I'm doing? That's my Pearl Jam. Let's, I'm in my let's, uh, pumpkins. Excuse let's me. Do Yeah, which one is it exactly? Uh, all right, here we go. Ready? All right, I'm let's ready. Let's break it down a little bit. I want yeah. your opinion on some of this. Chiefs, Ravens, our first game Sunday at two. Ravens uh, laying four. Taking more money from professional bettors here. The money line is out to north of $2 right now.
2: Good. Kick They're it out, out to two, 4 dollars Why isn't it kicked out to 4 What's well, been point, the
1: movement on this one?
2: At some point, it might be, but most of the sharp money has been on
1: the For Ravens. me, this
2: is an, e- an easy one. Um, it's above the key number three. If it gets to 4 and a half, you know, most games end at four or three, right? Three. Most games end at three yeah, and seven. three. And I'd even say it can get 4 and a half, The four point total is a weird 4 dollars 20, four 20. Yeah. yeah, you see those sometimes. You see twenty-seven, twenty-four, twenty, twenty-eight, right. twenty-four. You, you know, do. so if I get four and a half, uh, I think Kansas City wins this game. Wow! And that's going kind of counterculture against everybody that's out there thinking. Um, they're not a perfect football team this year. They're not. Kansas City's definitely not. And they're going to be a without football team. Maybe their best offensive lineman. And I, they got Big Mo going over there. Big Mo on the, on the side of Baltimore. Uh, I just. And there's another car going the wrong way. I just believe that the pedigree of the Kansas City Chiefs and whatever other intangibles might be out in the world, all these other intangibles, including the crew that's officiating this thing,
4: Mm
2: -hmm. uh, sides with the Kansas City Chiefs. I'll take them plus the four if it stretches out to four and a half before Sunday. I'll take Kansas City and the points. Who do I think is going to win the game? I think Kansas City wins this game. Wow. Won't be by a ton. It won't be by a lot. But I do believe they win this game, Kansas City Chiefs. It would take uh,
1: some kind of performance against a team that, by every metric, is the best in the NFL this year, historically good, DVOA. Yep. yep.
2: All that stuff is um, promotes uh, Baltimore victory. Yep. But you can't account for the, the crazy. Mahomes. Can't account for the Mahomes. Oh, and the crazy you can't answers. account for the broken yeah. plays. You can't account for ricochets and defensive touchdowns. Uh that's true. And and Kansas City's got a formidable defense also. They're formidable.
1: They, they, they do. Yeah. They blitz a lot. They play the most cover zero in the league. They're very aggressive. Mm-hmm.
2: So I I believe in my heart of hearts that Kansas City finds a way to win this game. It's got nothing, it's not anti Baltimore. It's not this one, it's not that. Um I I just think it's it's predetermined that Kansas City's in the oh, Super Bowl. You don't mean that? Well, He's I played in this league. No, yeah. I would say heavenly. You know, like oh, from like above. I would something. preordain. Yeah, I wouldn't say that there's a fiction. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. I just think it feels like this is a Kansas City thing back to the Super Bowl again. I'll give you a couple
1: other uh, things here on on the Baltimore Ravens. Just how good they were this year. They played one of the tougher schedules in the league. Uh, They won seven games against playoff teams, York, okay? Twice uh, they beat the Texans, they beat the Browns, Lions, Dolphins, Rams, and 49ers, okay? In those seven games, the Ravens outscored those opponents by 154 points. That is 22 points per game, folks. They were three touchdowns better on average in those games against those seven playoff teams. They outgamed them by an average of 72 yards per game. They finished with the best adjusted DVOA ever. That stat can go back to 1981. They were even ahead of the 85 Bears, who we were just talking about. 85 Bears are number two on that list. But here's the thing. It's so hard to say Ravens minus four because of Patrick Mahomes. He has started 111 games in the NFL. That includes the playoffs, here this will be just the fifth time that Mahomes is ever an underdog of more than a field goal. His record in the previous four, 3-1 outright, 4-0 oh against the spread. Covered all four times he's been a dog of this many points. I'm on the opposite side of Yurko, though. I'm not advocating this. I don't have a play on this. I have money line and first half involved in this game, but I don't have Ravens minus... The total uh, minus the points for the game. But to me, it's Ravens or pass. I just think the Ravens are too good. And for the first time, they're finally healthy on defense, which never seems to be the case. It's all lined up for them this time. They are healthy. Humphrey should be back. Kyle Hamilton is a star in the making. We know how good Queen and Roquan are. Um. And Matabuke is sort of blossomed this year. I think this is year three or four for Matabuke. But he's blossomed into the force inside uh, on that defensive line that they were hoping he was going to be. And I just think it's all come together for the Baltimore Ravens. But that should be one fun football game. All right, the nightcap. You said yesterday I was a little surprised. You don't think the the, the Lions have a chance. Yep. The road, the home road splits are pretty real. Um. The big injuries to follow here are Debo, who was limited at practice yesterday. I think regardless he's out there even as a decoy. The bigger injury is probably Frank Rag. Now that guy's a warrior, he's gonna play. He right. sucked up and played last week through I'm the sure. injury. Yes. But he's nowhere near one hundred percent, and that could affect that could affect things in this game too. And if I see one game getting away, I think it could be the 49ers kind of pulling away from the Lions at some point. Uh,
2: so the stat was out there when they went on their three-game losing streak. Then they lost the late, late one to Baltimore Jackson. But it was they were missing two players. It wasn't just uh, Debo. Debo. It was the tackle also. Trent Williams. So as long as the tackle's there, I've got confidence in what is and what is not going on. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've got confidence with the tackle. If the tackle's there, I think you're going to be okay. You'd rather have Samuel. But if he's not going to be there, you're going to have to find a way to overcome. That's just the way it is. So if they were both gone and they had that three-game losing streak, then I'd really be concerned about the San Francisco 49ers. Remember, Detroit's got to go in there and play on the grass. On the grass. they got to go there and play
1: on the grass. With a defense that's been susceptible to big plays, and the 49ers get a lot of them, the corners, we talked about this with Todd Furman yesterday, the cornerback play for the Lions, including former Bear Kendall Vildor, has been atrocious. 133 corners played at least 158 coverage snaps. So we'll right. use that as the baseline. 133 corners this year, guy. Yeah, 133. The coverage grades for Cam Sutton and Kendall Vildor on the outside were both outside the top 105. They've been picked on all year. They've been picked on as of late. They've been given up chunk plays. So I'm with you. Even without Debo, I think there's a path here where the Niners could kind of eat up that defense. And here's the other thing about Brock Purdy. Yeah, everybody's looking at last week. Brock Purdy, out of the eight quarterbacks who played last weekend, Yurko, he finished with the second lowest completion percentage over expectation of the weekend. He was quarterback seven out of eight. It was his third lowest completion percentage of any game he played this year and the fourth lowest quarterback rating he had in any game. Do you want to know the common denominator if we'd say, like, okay, let's look at the two worst games Brock Purdy played this year, last week in the Cleveland game. You want to know what the common denominator is? What is it? Weather. Weather. Brock Purdy doesn't appear to be a very good quarterback in weather. Might have to do with his small hands. That is what it is. Weather's not an issue this week. I don't think Brock Purdy'll be an issue. And I think the Niners might stretch their legs a little bit here on offense
2: against that. The Lions trend has defense. never been to a Super Bowl, too, right? They have never been to a Super they Bowl. They got history against them. Yeah, you're right. And then of the two quarterbacks, who do you like better, Purdy or Goff? Which one do you like better? I-
1: Probably Purdy. I this
2: that's tough. No, it's not. Probably Purdy. No, no. What's your feeling? Don't Purdy. Don't, don't yeah, don't get away from how you feel.
1: And I think he operates that offense exactly how Shanahan wants
2: it. I'll
1: give you another one more stat. On the year, Brock Purdy finished number one in the NFL amongst all quarterbacks in adjusted EPA per play. Okay? He was right. number one in the NFL. His adjusted EPA per play was point .1 points higher than quarterback two. Which was Dak Dak Prescott. And just for context, to see that big of a gap, so from Dak to the next guy who had, you know, where Dak was 0.1 points per play better, you go from quarterback two to quarterback seven. So it's a pretty substantial jump considering from one to two, Purdy was 0.1 points per play better in adjusted EPA per play than any quarterback in the league. And the next jump, to see that, you know, to, to bridge that gap goes from quarterback two to quarterback seven. So, do, I think Purdy's pretty good. And I don't think he's good in weather,
2: but there's no weather in. Do you want to know? He led the league in this year, Brock Purdy. Yeah, I could take a few guesses. Percentage of touchdowns thrown when attempting the pass led the league. Interception rate? No, CJ Stroud had no, the most interceptions. Two point four yeah. is he leads in his career.
7: Oh, I got you. I got you.
2: Uh, hold on, let me get to it. yards per attempt. Yards gained per pass attempt. Adjusted yards gained per pass attempt leads the league. Yards gained per pass completion leads the league. Uh Quarterback rating, 113, leads the league. QBR, 72.8, leads the league. That's a big QBR. Net yards gained per pass attempt, 8.74, leads the league. Adjusted net yards per pass attempt leads the league. That's all this this year. All the bold black the numbers bold that black. one can find, and uh, when you go over to uh, Pro Football Reference, by the way, we didn't do the grid today. Get the grid up and let's get it done. Sure, we can do that.
1: Yeah, he's. I, I think he's now. I can. Go I think to there was some uh, Jared Goff. And not see the same sort of. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. No. I think Brock Purdy's pretty good. I do. I, I. I think, and then I think he really thrives in that offense. I think he's got the probably the best play caller in the league. Shanahan's okay. still capable of making goofy decisions. Like, what was the end of the half last week? Did he not trust Purdy all of a sudden? Was he, did he mismanage just how much time You know, he was unwilling to give yeah. the Green Bay Packers? But he's a genius, right? Not on that last drive he wasn't. Right. All right. So to your point, even the great coaches can look foolish sometimes. Now, right. I don't know what that right. last drive was
2: a ball to about. To be but... fair, in his eight-year career, Jared Goff has led the league in some stats. Has he? In 2019, he led in attempts. Okay, okay with 626. In 2017, he led in yards per catch. Oh, and in 2017, he led in adjusted net yards per pass attempt. And those are the three stats over 18, okay. I should say, eight years. Eight years. Those are what he led the league in. His career QB rating is 93.6. Which I wish a Bears quarterback would have. Been yeah, we'd be jumping for, for joy. Trading. Yeah, we would be. Early. 30 touchdowns this year. He'd be a, the only oh. quarterback in Bears history to throw for 30 touchdowns. How many yards? 40? 45, 75. 45,
7: 75. 45 75.
2: He's had four times he's been over 4,000 yards. No quarterback in Bears history has been over 4,000 yards. Yeah, I'm
1: going to go bang my head against that
7: wall. Yeah, go
2: do there. it. He's had 30-plus touchdowns twice in his career. You take us to break. It's Carmen and York. We'll be it's right depressing. back. depressing. <laughs>
1: Working from home? We're
0: back in the office?
1: Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Well, our man Jamis, who listens up in uh, Lacrosse, he lost the bet about Bayless to us and he paid up. He's a mensch. Sent us bari sandwiches. They're delicious.
2: So we're happy campers. Yeah. They're delicious. Yeah? Got, what do you get? Do you grab an Italian over there? I grabbed an Italian. Yeah, you What'd you grab? You're, you're not a bread Italian guy. Too. Too. You're not a bread guy. I might have a little bit of the bread. Not not too much, no. And me, I am predominantly a bread guy. Oh, I mean, though, I for know. me, the bread is... I was hoping that break was going to be a little bit longer. I want some sandwiches.
7: A lot of fire
1: trucks. A lot of fire trucks. All right, let's grab a few more phone calls. People want to talk football, championship Sunday, Bears. We played uh, some of that Mel Kuyper sound from Waddle and Sylvie yesterday, what he thinks the Bears should and could do. We've got a long way to go as we're going to continue to debate this all through the, the winter and spring. Waddle and Sylvie will be at the Combine next month. Combine's a little bit later because the season goes later, so I think it stretches late. Feb into early March, late Feb and early March. Yeah, plan is for us to hit the highway in April to go to Detroit for the draft. Can't we were in Casey last year. We plan to Can't be there wait. again. I think this year the Bears are going to be picking number one. Last year they weren't because they traded it. I think this year they're going to be picking the number plan one. Plan is
2: to go to uh, Woodford Reserve and uh, oh, we're doing that in May. That's in, in May, May, June, something like that. Uh, probably in May, like we did
1: last year, and yep. you can qualify for that trip coming up in a little bit to be listening for the call to the That's post right. every Man, sure. Friday between now and the Derby, the Kentucky Oaks. Yes. This that's is a big weekend for the horse, uh, for the hand players. There is. Uh, the go- Golf Stream has the Pegasus races this weekend. Oh, that's
2: the big, like the $4 million
1: race. There, yeah, that's, that's like, the big one. There's a $500,000 race, I think a $2 million race, and a $3 million race. So there's some big ones at Golfstream. Jim Miller gave picks on the Odds Couple, so you'll want to download and listen. Jimmy gave picks. A couple of them have pretty good price, too, and Jimmy feels good about them. So listen to the Odds Couple for Jimmy's picks. Uh, Jim Miller, the expert handicapper over at Hawthorne, gives us picks every single Friday on the Odds Couple.
6: Let's go to Viking Scott in Crown Point. Hey, Scotty. Hey, gentlemen. Before I get to this championship weekend, can you answer a question? How many guys for a coaching staff are normally in the booth on a Sunday? Six, 12?
2: Um, like head of, coaches. Yeah, head coaches in the booth? No, you mean coaches. No, no, no,
6: like assistant, because I'm yeah. asking regarding the challenges last weekend. Right. Yeah. I think Andy Reid missed one, yeah. and then Dan Campbell missed one. Oh, Andy Reid um, definitely missed one, Scott. Uh, that I'm,
2: lateral that lateral was a yard in front on that crazy. first series of games. I'm, I'm guessing six, and then with three more in the, in the back. You know, okay, all right. So I'm, I'm just down, curious. Yeah, six looking down, and either two or three more in the back. I'm just curious how that process worked because in both cases, like I think
6: Baker Mayfield's uh, calf was down on the one and Campbell didn't it challenge it. it, and was. then the forward lateral on the first series of the game for Josh Allen when but he scrambled usually, out.
2: Usually, you got one guy in charge of that. You got one guy you okay. put in charge of replays. He's the guy that's looking at the the replay and he's pulling it back and taking the board, pulling it back. He's the guy that's communicating and saying challenge. Yeah.
6: Well, I think that one was a big miss only because Buffalo went down to yeah. score, but at the same yeah. time, because it was ended up being a fourth and one. There was a long delay before, so he had a three or four chances to look at it. So I was just really shocked at that. Yep. But getting into this weekend, obviously, with the daughter working for the Chiefs, chance to go to another Super Bowl, it's my other daughter's turn in the rotation, so to speak, to go if they win. <laughs> so mom went last year, dad went the year they won in Miami. Nobody got to go a year in COVID. So the 22-year-old daughter is super excited. The only thing I'm a little concerned, 22- and a 20-year-old single w- women in Vegas Friday through a Monday. But good luck. on the last part, I think the Chiefs match up because of Pacheco. Who would you compare His style with his quick feet and his strength, ability to, you know, yards after contact. Because I can't figure it out. I've watched a lot of football over the last 40 years. Hmm. But I can't compare who I think Pacheco reminds me of. All
1: right, that's a good question, Scotty. Enjoy the weekend, too, buddy. First of all, I love how they say he runs like his shoes are on fire. Yeah. Um,
2: Who does Pacheco remind you of? Good question. Not Lashawn McCoy. I'm trying to put some names out there. Um... You could How kinda... would you even describe Pacheco? He's kind of like upright and in... well. I the guy that the most upright runner you ever had was Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson, yeah. Eric Dickerson ran upright, high knees, upright. Do you think Pacheco runs upright, or am I wrong about that? No, I think he's more upright. I think you you kind of hit that one on the head you know, a
1: little bit. Upright bad. is. He, they were joking. With he goes, "I don't." He goes, "I'm not a zombie. I don't eat people." They said, "You look like you run like a zombie." He goes, "I don't eat people. I'm not a zombie." It was funny. Harvey Williams.
4: Harvey
2: Williams. Uh, LSU running back played for the Kansas City Chiefs. With the weird neck, yeah. I, I'm just trying to. I'm put, I, I'm just putting names out there. I'm trying to go around and remember. Uh, you know, there's guys he's definitely not like. You know, Jerome Bettis. He's not Jerome no, Bettis. Not Jerome no. Betis. It's another example of what seventh round, right? For Pacheco, Pacheco yeah. Seventh round, yeah. Seventh round pick. Another example. Running back, dime a dozen. Just then, Claude edwards hilaire right? And he Who's took the his first place. rounder, right? Yep. Just another example. But at least they got Edwards Hilaire with, like, the 30th pick. With the last you know, pick. Remember? They did. Yeah. Uh, I want to make sure I Pacheco. don't know. I, I don't have guy's running back style.
1: Seventh, uh, seventh, seventh. round. 251st wow. overall selection. Thank you, Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, how All
2: about, right. remember the kid out of San Jose State? San Jose State drafted in the early 90s. Uh, played for the New York Jets. Played for the Jets out played of San Diego Jets, of State. San Diego. No, San Jose State, I said. San Jose San State. San Jose State. So, uh, J.J. He had a, a J for the first name and a J for the second name. My, not Jimmy my. Johnson. Johnny Johnson. Johnny, Johnny Johnson? Johnson. Take a look at Johnny Johnson. I'd have to look at Maybe. his. Maybe, yeah. Uh, take a look at him. I'd have to look at, like, his. Uh, I'm just, like. I'd have to look at his, like,
1: highlight reel. Because right. it's not. You got played, the name, look, though. He played for Arizona, Yerk, and for yeah. the
2: Jets. Yes. Johnny Johnson. I don't remember that. I'm just I'm I, at Did least you I'm trying to, San Jose State. Yeah. I'm trying to name names at least. Matt is in Streamwood. Hey Matt.
0: Hey guys, thanks for taking my phone call. Appreciate it. Eric Wood Karma, I, I, the Bears just gonna wait like regarding the defensive coordinator position. I know they requested from that Eric Washington from yes. Buffalo and yes. and they have that uh, Barry from Green Bay, the former D C Joe Barry's right. Yep. Are they just gonna wait till after this weekend just in case if there's any surprise firings with any of the remaining Teens, just in case, if any of their defensive coordinators become available before, so I don't want them to make a selection again, like they did with Ibrufus, and then the next day Pete Carroll, and there goes you know Bill Belichick getting fired. You know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a fair question, man. I really don't know. I, I can't anticipate any of these coordinators, despite what happens this weekend. I don't think any of them are really on the hot seat. Like Joe Barry had been, I thought he acquitted himself quite nicely the last couple of weeks, but maybe too little, too late in Green Bay. Spags isn't going anywhere, right? Uh, I mean, they're going to lose. In, in Detroit, they're going to lose Ben Johnson because he's going to be a head coach. Right? Uh, I don't think Aaron Glenn's going anywhere. Uh, Spags isn't going anywhere. Mike McDonald is going to be a head coach soon, probably. Not not this time, obviously. Right, but right. Mike McDonald's not going anywhere. So Todd Munkin's not. I don't see any of the coordinators uh, changing after this weekend. So, And the Bears hired their new quarterbacks coach, by the way, who worked with Shane Waldron in Seattle, York. Let's go to Jim and Lyle. Hey, Jim.
4: Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? Not too bad. You know, this talk about the draft and what we should do and what we shouldn't do is a complete joke. It's so freaking obvious. Con, you're kind of on my side in that. Mike Penix Jr., hands down, is the best quarterback in this draft. I've watched him since Indiana before he had all the runners he's got at UW where they became a winner. This guy could read the field, he could throw the ball, um, great leadership. Yeah, he got hurt every year in Indiana. So my opinion is Penix with the first pick, Odunze, you got the chemistry with him. Yeah. Bring the two of them here to Chicago, and here's an X factor that people don't realize. Harrison Jr. has got a good head on his shoulders, but people are going to keep telling them how great he is and stuff. And it, it, it ends up happening every time where these guys get swollen heads. Where people talk about Adunze in that way, but not to that extent. I think Adunze would work better with DJ Moore as a teammate versus Harrison Jr. would with uh,
1: DJ. Yeah, I I love Jim. Thanks. I love Roma Adunze. I'm a big Michael Penix fan, but I couldn't use the first pick on Michael Penix. There's too much bust factor.
2: No, you can't. Uh, The the injury... injury, but he's telling you to trade down for Penix. Oh, I thought he said with the number
1: one pick. No, oh, okay, no, okay, no, no. He's saying oh, he's got the best you. quarterback. Gotcha.
2: Okay. So, okay. you know, he's, right. he's offered his analysis. He's okay. winning. Michael Penix, he believes he's the best quarterback. Gotcha. You gotcha. trade down gotcha. to get
1: he's still, him. still a little scary, and I'll tell you why. I do think he sees things which is important. The, the delivery's a little funky, and the injury history is concerning. So I think there's a kind of a high bust factor. But you got to love the kid's moxie, man. You really do. Jim and Crystal Lake. Go ahead, Jimmy.
4: Hey, guys. So uh, I've heard all the questions, you know, about uh, Justin Fields' contract over the last, you know, week or so. People wanting to take Justin on the cheap or something like that. And, and I don't think this question is, is like that. Is there a way, could the Bears offer J- Justin Fields and his team right now, Justin? We feel confident in you. We just don't see that you're worth the $40 million a year that you're going to be getting a year from now. But we'd like to offer you $20 million a year right now and starting right now. Is that theoretically possible? Is that, is that a ridiculous question?
2: No, they did it with Jordan Love up in Green Bay. They did. Thanks, Jimmy. They told me, say, hey, this is what we'd like to pay you for this year. Um, so they did it with Jordan Love. He's due $6 million this year. Justin Fields, he'll probably get $21 million in his fifth-year option if the Bears pick up his fifth-year option on May 2nd. Mm-hmm. So depending if he's here or not, if he is here, if they trade down, they identify a quarterback like, say, Michael Penix, they think is the best quarterback in the league. They can trade down, they can acquire picks, and they can still take Michael Penix. Uh, do I see a world where Michael Penix and Justin Fields can come to camp? Sure. Mm-hmm. I see that world. I think that's tough. but Well, I mean, it's tough everywhere. It used to be common practice. Used to be no issues whatsoever.
1: I know, but it's different. These guys draft
2: these first rounders
1: normally to play. Like the Green Bay thing's a little different because they have I, Hall I, of Fame
2: quarterbacks. It, it's different with the salary cap, it's different with the cap. It's different it's, with the cap, but you want, you've got two inexpensive quarterbacks yeah. one that's going into year four and the other one that's coming into year one.
1: Yeah. All right, coming up next, uh, don't forget to call to the post. You could uh, be one of our qualifiers to join us on the Woodford Reserve trip later this spring. Mike North's got the bonus play. Crosstalk in uh, less than 15 minutes. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom. 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 Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about.
7: Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000.
1: Call to the post. We need two qualifiers today. Callers 50 and 100. 50 and 100. Making Adam work over there a little bit. Ah, He's always working hard. You're going to get a $150 gift card to use at the Twin Spires app. Make a little money. Like I said, big Pegasus races this weekend down at uh, Gulfstream in Florida. So, you listen to the Odds Couple for Jim Miller's plays. And Jimmy's always giving out winners. And if you're uh, one of our qualifiers today, you're also in the hopper to win the trip with us to Woodford Reserve down on the Bourbon Trail in Kentucky later this year. We're going to go back, it uh, looks like, in May again, like we did last year. So every Friday between now and the Derby, and we're doing it to celebrate 150 years of the Kentucky Derby. This is the 150th running coming up oh, the yeah. first Saturday of May this year, 2024. And remember, the Derby's presenting sponsor... The great folks at Woodford Reserve. I can't wait to get back down there, too. It's going to be a lot of fun. I mentioned odds couple. Mike and I gave two full deep dive breakdowns of Championship Sunday. Make sure you check it out. The Encore replay is tomorrow at 1, but you can catch up on demand with the ESPN Chicago app. Mike joins us for the bonus play every Friday at about this time. And he's with us now on the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. Follow Mike on X
7: at North to North. Mikey, what's up, buddy? What a tremendous job of just describing that trip. <laughs> I mean I'm telling you. I mean Wood- I mean Woodford Reserve. Oh. It, it,
1: that's a that's a heck of a trip. It's so beautiful too. I mean it's just a gorgeous part Do of the something country. something about the skyway to
7: make it sound better time. Give us a little bit <laughs> of a, a-
0: you well, know I mean it's so elevated, beautiful uh, the way you
1: did it. You know as you're cruising uh, southeast and you're elevated uh, right. up and looking out over the lake, the beautiful Lake Michigan. Yeah, right. uh, you know right. the smokestacks in the background. It's really a beautiful thing, Mike.
7: Oh, that's you see that's that's out. Uh, hey, first of all, happy anniversary to both you guys 15 years. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Thank Unbelievable. you. Unbelievable. And I I would really like it if you guys would make the Carmen Yurko profile, the picture of you two guys with the party hats on. I think it would be appropriate. <laughs> you got to kick that it. That was out. one of my favorites. Yeah, I was down to dumps. I went like one and, uh, oh and two last week on on our picks. Uh, and I had been like five and one, but now I'm like one and three in the last couple of weeks. And I've been down to dumps, then I saw that. And it's a great thing, great achievement, guys. Fifteen years, and now you got an extra hour to go, Beautiful. which is great. So happy for you. Uh you know, last week, um, I, I, I didn't have a I didn't have a fireplace on, but I had a sweat like nobody's business. <laughs> I bet the money line was the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, you know, I, I, I was thinking of all sorts of endings to this, and, and they weren't all good. I pictured myself being Alonzo Stellman walking down 22 if I lost this, oh because God. it was minus 460. And I would have lost a little bit there. But oh, you know yeah. what? I didn't back myself up, because last year we did this twice on the odds couple, where it worked. I could have taken San Francisco with the money line and taken the points with Green Bay and covered both. Um, This time, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do that with the San Francisco 49ers and the Detroit Lions. Hit both ends if we can, and I think it's possible. It's tougher to do with Baltimore and Kansas City, the point spread being 3.5. San Francisco minus 350. you got to step up, folks, a little bit. But if you cover that, I really believe, and from what I'm looking at here and what I've done, Detroit can keep it within the seven.
1: All right, there you go. And, Try to uh, hit that middle. I
7: like it. I want to try to hit the middle on this. It's called the uh, we did it last year. Uh it was a, it was a double time we called it and it was uh pick the the money line and then pick the underdog and we hit twice on it last year. We didn't do much this year. I would have hit it last week and not had to go through the aggravation of wondering right. where I was going to, you know, hide. Right. Um so that's what I want guys. San Francisco minus the 350 in Detroit. Plus the seven. All right, Mike. Beautiful. Enjoy Championship
1: Sunday. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Congrats. Take it easy. Thanks, buddy. Have a great weekend. Thank you. There's Mike North at North to North on X. Congrats to uh, who are our two guys, Adam? Got a couple of qualifiers here for our Woodford trip. Remember, we'll do it again next Friday and every Friday between now and the Kentucky Derby. Black and a Do- he's, he's
3: looking. Hold on. Our up. qualifiers are Brian Summers and Rob Smerling. All right. Beautiful. How
1: about that? Brian and Rob. Brian Black and on the night. Six until eight. They will talk Bears. They'll talk football. I mean, the trade deadline in the NBA is coming up. What, uh, uh, we haven't, uh, we're haven't. so into football. we got to enjoy it while we can. we got three games left. I wanted to talk some yeah. bulls with you guys yesterday.
3: But, so we can talk about how they're not going to be able to trade Zach
1: in next week. I guess we could because it's like the lull between... Championship Sunday yeah, and the Super Bowl. Perfect. That's a good point. It'll afford us the opportunity to do it next week. What oh. about the
3: Athletics saying the Pistons were sniffing around Zach Levine? What would the Pistons be sniffing around? They're sniffing. Not happened. to get too deep into it, but before the broadcast <laughs> what are, what are yesterday, uh, uh, Casey Johnson was on uh, the pregame show and was saying that the extra time now because they're not not Zach Levine is going to be reevaluated in a week now. Um, that this is basically just holding him out until the deadline. Mm. That this is probably going to be – he's not going to play until he's either traded. He traded or he's or not the, traded. Or the deadline passes. Yeah. Got
1: it. Okay. Interesting. Eddie on the north side on ESPN 1000. Hey, Eddie.
0: Hey, boys. How are you doing? Uh, uh, congrats on the third hour. The only thing I have to say about that is what took so long. I mean, what's Danny doing? Well, he, so he listening you guys should be out for four hours. Better. The most important but, uh, thing is
1: he got it done. That's all that matters.
0: I know, and I love Danny from way back. Believe me, I talked to him many a time. Yerk, yep. I agree with you 100%. Kansas City is penciled in, <laughs> and I think crazy. with San Francisco, to make an awesome Super Bowl. And, you know, that, that's what I think. Okay. I mean, this, co- this college player that made... Oh. <laughs> I can't it's, even. It's insane. Aiden, that, come on, you can't make. You know Aiden. Aiden. Aiden? Aiden?
1: I don't know how you make nine thousand bets in a lifetime. I, I don't. Know. I don't understand it.
0: It's unbelievable. York, a six banger. I'm thinking tonight because I don't even think you did one. Uh, but uh, Luca. Now, when I do these, I always look on the positive side on points, right. sit in rebounds. Right. You know, n- none of the negative stuff. Over Luca like thirty-two, uh, eight and a half on assists and ten on rebounds. And then Victor, I can't even pronounce his name. The W guy. On, uh Yes, Wembenyama. Over twenty-three and a half on points. Uh, over three and a half assists. Oh, okay. And then over rebounds on seven and a half for a six banger right there. There you I like go. I usually only do twenty-five. But them usually pay like 1800 $1, $1, So $1, sure, nice.
1: that's long odds. You know, you hit six of them. But that's hey. a long, That's long odds. All right, Eddie, we got buddy. Good. Say- there you go. There's Eddie Six. Bang. Yeah, that's a nice one. Who leads the NBA in block shots per game this year? Go, uh, Webbyama, Victor Webbyama. Wenbin- I figured
2: you just mentioned him. I mean, he's seven nine. What is he? When- he blocked. Who was it? I was watching. They
1: play. They were playing um, Oklahoma City then night. Oh, Josh Giddy. Like, when Minyama went to close out on him on a corner yeah. three and Giddy saw him coming and and faked and then went to the basket. And when Minyama recovered and, st- and still like, got him, he didn't block it. Yurk, he caught the ball. Right.
2: I mean, he's something. Oh, yeah, it's did, a block. Did he do the Giddy on him?
1: He didn't do the Giddy
2: on him. Oh, it. the <laughs> Greedy. I'm sorry.
1: Did he didn't he do, do the, the Greedy or it? the Giddy.
2: has got the final word.
1: We're back in two minutes with Crosstalk. Carmen and Yurko present today's
2: final word.
0: Because you had to be a big shot. You,
2: you to open up your mouth.
0: Today's final you word,
2: have a last word.
0: on Carmen and Yuriko Dallas might open. Philly might open. I keep hearing that Kansas City might open.